This week's episode of The Walking Drunks is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash walking drunks. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to The Walking Drunks. We're going to talk about Season 5, Episode 14, titled Spend. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Elcott, and tonight I am drinking a Miller Lite in a wait, little Wait, koozie. wait, 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 what's and, on that koozie uh, there? Uh, well, this would be Ali Spagnola's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. AliSpagnola.com. That's A-L-I-S-P-A-G-O. <laughs> O N uh, whatever AliSpagnola.com. Just, just just go to Google and start <laughs> typing it. You know, particularly if you're drunk and you don't know how to find it. Like yeah. normally it auto fills in because she's pretty popular. <laughs> sure, it's uh. Yeah, All right, I'd have so to spell it out, but uh, well, it, no, it's gonna be uh, well. She yeah. doesn't have her last name on here, so it, it's Spagnola. It's S P. It's A L I S P A G. N O L A dot com. Awesome. Thank you so much, com. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, she she's an amazing oh, yeah. person. Very talented artist. Uh, definitely check out her stuff if you can. Um, yeah, and I'm Jackie Hearn. I'm drinking um last week I said I was not drinking Merlot, but this week I will admit to it that I am. Uh, and that that obviously is a reference to sideways. Anyways, okay, moving on. Man, Shit is going down. So basically, the episode opens up. And we see Father Gabriel eating some strawberries and going through no, the Bible. He, he, and as he goes through the Bible, he starts ripping out pages. He's just ripping mm-hmm. the Bible up. Yeah, no, he doesn't actually eat the strawberries, but you're right. So my question to you is, you know, he obviously he looks at that and he brings in the Bible and he brings in this like, transparent sheet and he puts it behind a page and you know i am by trade a archivist um and i do document uh, preservation you know uh protection of records and that kind of thing recovery um so i know that what he's probably trying to do is recover that page by you know he could he could actually iron on a a clear transparent sheet to keep that page from ripping even any further than it was already ripping but instead he takes that sheet and puts it aside and he starts just ripping the pages and he starts ripping out the entire bible okay my question to you is he is he doing this because he regrets abandoning his people because he just looked at those strawberries where they said we are blessed to have you does he regret that or is it that he abandoned god a couple episodes ago man that's that's interesting i think it might be a little bit of both um i think they talked about in uh talking dead they said like strawberries were a symbol of um i think it might have been one of the questions mm. or one of the little points or something that that like strawberries were you know like what uh religious people would eat or have 
or something <laughs> like that. I, I don't know. Had something to do with religion. That was good. You know what um, else they drink? But or I think ate seeing, or consume. They uh, drink some wine. Yeah. You got new wine? You got you got that body got, of Christ. I, I, I need my yeah. fix. I I got my body of okay, Christ. Okay, but demon. I'm going to eat that. I'm, I'm hooked right. on that. Um, so continue on. All right. <laughs> so so what do you so you think that you know because it could be both right yeah I mean but him ripping out the Bible pages um I thought that was pretty significant man I mean you know we saw him throw his mm-hmm. his uh, priest collar mm-hmm. in the fire in uh, I think it was two episodes ago mm-hmm. that he two did or that three, yeah. and now yeah and now he's ripping mm-hmm. pages out of the Bible I mean I couldn't really see what pages they were yeah. Has he abandoned his faith? Hasn't he? I mean, what's mm-hmm. his deal? Yeah, and I mean, he even said when the rain started during that scene before, or that sh- that episode before they arrived at this new community, he apologized to God when it started to rain. He said something about abandoning yes. him. So that that's why I thought, you know, it had maybe a little bit more to do with God than it did with the community that that his previous church community that he gave up you know what let's just go ahead and talk right through this because i don't think this interferes with the other uh scenes major scenes let's finish up gabriel because at the very end he goes and talks to dina and says that Uh you cannot trust these people they have done bad things and um they Mm -hmm. they will tell you that you know whatever but they're they're going they're in the end they're going to take over and they're, they're going to hurt you. But this is before she knows that her son has died. And, and Maggie hears the whole thing. So what, what the, what, 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 what's up with Gabriel, man? Why has he got to do that? <sighs> Basically, Gabriel's like being a bitch. Oh, he's betrayed the whole group. He's like, these people are mm-hmm. monsters. They've done bad things. And of course, I mean, but who is he to talk? He was held exactly. up in a church eating canned food. The entire time this whole zombie thing is going on, and he abandoned his parishioners, wouldn't let him So it's kind of a jealousy type thing where he feels like, well, he's not as good as this community, as Rick's group, because Rick's group stands behind each other. They will do everything and Mm -hmm. anything to protect each other, whereas he did nothing to protect his people. Including possibly his no, wife. He, he abandoned his. You know, flock, there was a basically. woman that had those glasses that was um, turned into a walker that was in that um, basement thing in the mm-hmm. uh, the food kit kitchen or the canner or whatever the, the the place Salvation Army type thing that they had going for the church. He didn't stand behind her. He didn't. You know, obviously, or maybe he did. I, we don't know. We don't really know the details of that, but. What we do know is he feels a, a lot of regret for that. Well, yeah, because he locked mm-hmm, everyone mm-hmm. out of the church. And they knew he had food and supplies mm-hmm. inside the church. And he locked everyone out. So why out. is he going to Deanna now and saying that these people are going to turn on you? Well, I, maybe he's kind of feeling safe where he's at. And he's kind of returning to mm-hmm. his priest role. To where he doesn't have to protect people, he doesn't have to save people, he doesn't have he doesn't have to not let anyone in. He doesn't have the worry of mm. letting people in. 
So now he's like Mr. He, oh, I I, I kind of got the same vibe too. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like, okay, I will be your priest for this community because we're all safe. We're behind these closed doors, and now I'm a priest, and and these people are bad because they've they've killed people, they've done bad things, they've you know looted and pillaged. It, it just it's it's kind of odd. However. I, I will say that this is like at the trail end of where I cut off on the comics, and I do know from mm-hmm. the comics that that Gabriel did go to who was the mayor. Uh, the mayor in the comics is a ma- a black man. It's not a a white female, but she it, but he was a uh, a congressman. And so I I do see where that's going. So I kind of expected that Gabriel was going to do this, but I have no idea where it's going. Any other thoughts on Gabriel? Like I, I, honestly, I would really like to move into the big point of the show. Sure, let's move. Let's move. And that would be the heroes. Let's move. And they are yes Abraham. And Eugene. And those are two two different Absolutely. stories. Who do you want to talk about first? Abraham or Eugene? Let's go with Woo! Abraham. All right. Ford, and, Sergeant. And so Abraham, you know, he's he's got that job of going out and collecting sheet metal from what was supposed to be a mall. What I love about it is that they're they're trying to collect the, me- the sheet metal and there's something about, like, how long is this going to take? And... And then all of a sudden, Abraham looks up and he sees these birds fly out of the forest. And so you know what he's doing is he's figuring out that There's he's still am animalistic in the, way, in the way that they are not. Yeah. They are not aware of their surroundings in the way he is. No. So what, what do you what do you think about Abraham uh, here? I think he basically turns into what he is, which is a badass. I mean, he's a soldier. He's a sergeant. Basically... The walkers start coming. Shit hits the <laughs> fucking fan. Everyone's pinned down, and there's the girl. Um, I think she Francesca fell out of the. Or Francine. Francine. Okay. Yeah, she falls out of the yeah. front end loader. Basically, there's walkers all around her, and everyone else kind of retreats and is like, oh, man, "Let we're them take the hell her out of here. Screw yeah. that." And yeah, Abraham's like, "Oh hell no! Mm-hmm. I gotta save this girl." So he basically goes up and fights off like this big. And he, he's of like, he laughs. He kind of laughs and chuckles, like, bring it on. Yeah. And his big quote from this episode was when he was pinned down, he was like, Mother, mother Dick. What, okay, explain Mother Dick to me. Uh, I've never had a Mother Dick moment. I mean, because you did. Um, if I was backed up against a wall with a bunch of zombies coming at me, I might just say I mean, say the mother only Dick. association I see between the two is that you will become a mother <laughs> if you get some dick. <laughs> but I don't see how they could... Well, you know, I don't think they could say motherfucker on AMC. <laughs> so maybe the next best thing was mother right. dick. I think you're absolutely right. I, I love that right. our podcast can say whatever we want. <laughs> yes, we can say fuck as many times as we <laughs> yeah, want. No, um, no, that, that that's true. Uh, I I I love that. I love that. Um, you know, and and now I officially like his character. I don't know. I, he's slowly grown on me. Uh, but now I feel like mm-hmm. if something were to happen to him next week, I would be devastated. 
um, you know, I, I, I want him to stick oh, around. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, but, but I didn't, I did not feel this way at the beginning of this season, at the very beginning of season five. I mean, Abraham's a bad dude. I, I mean, not a bad dude in the a way that ass. he's in a bad person. I just mean like, yeah, he's a bad <laughs> ass. He is, he's a soldier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So he's going to take care of business and get shit done. And after all is said and done, he saves Francine. Uh, what's his nuts? Uh, what was it? Um, yeah, I just have it in parentheses because um, I didn't know the guy's name. But the person in charge I never of the got I never got his I'm name. Sorry. Uh, honestly, Ryan, it's totally I didn't fine. Either. I, if his name was said in this episode, okay. it was only said once. So don't worry about it because I I was looking I close I turned but, on closed caption I could not catch his name but yeah that dude who like totally finally yeah. count he, he returns to date Deanna he was a totally and count he was out. like hey he was totally like yep Abraham's the dude you want he was like Abraham needs to lead this work crew he was awesome which mm-hmm. was interesting yeah. Because Maggie was sitting there, too, and she was like, well, yeah, yeah, he is. And then uh, what was kind of interesting is Deanna kind of pulled Maggie aside. She was like, well, now we've got, like, yeah, Rick's all a leader, your people are- Michonne's a leader, Abraham's a leader. So now all of these people from Rick's group are becoming and, leaders And I have now. to trust you, and you, you vouch for them, and I accept it. I I I, I yep. see this as a clear sign that what's going to come down at the end of the season, if there's a big, if there's a big conclusion to the season, which I I'm not holding my breath, because they do this every time, where the end of the season is like, <laughs> oh, we're almost at the edge. A huge fucking cliffhanger. We'll wait until the fall, and then we'll answer all of it. But but I mean, when <sighs> when that happens, I feel like. All of these people in this community need to die, and they need to be killed by the people that are going to take over the jobs that they have. And so Maggie's going to end up being the one to slice Deanna's throat. Uh, if it, you know, I mean, but right. we don't know. You know, we have no clue what's happening there. I think that Maggie totally respects Deanna, but I'm getting sick of this little. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's drink some tea and look at all the books behind me. Sure. And let's talk about government. And then Maggie says, I'm going to go work, work work on those field plans. And she's like, I'm right behind you. I'll help you. Like, what the fuck are the field plans? You're in a fucking zombie apocalypse. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, it, it just... Like to me, that whole like scenario between Maggie and and Deanna makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, the only reason she's got Maggie there, uh, I, I don't even know why, is I guess to bring her into her government. They have no government. This is anarchy. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I it's agree. completely 100%. anarchy, and I mean, the fact that they have Michonne anarchy. and Rick prancing around with like some suits that doesn't mean that they actually have a government and they have law enforcement. They're just trying to give the impression to these people that we have some kind of structure. They've got no fucking structure. Sure. You know, I mean that. Right, and that that kind of leads into uh, 
kind of something that, that I yeah, didn't want to talk about. We see that that the owl, I don't yeah. know, statue, whatever it was, uh, structure um, mm-hmm. was broken, and Rick was tasked to. Uh, he took it on to himself the because he wants some. Exactly, he wants some and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, basically, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'll find out who did this." Hey, baby, you know, all that kind I of shit. You. And <laughs> right, and he cited the broken windows theory, which I thought was kind of cool because I actually studied mm. that in college um, for my bachelor's cool. degree for criminal justice. And uh, the broken windows theory can basically be summarized by this: it's like. If there is an abandoned building mm-hmm. in a city and the windows keep being broken and nothing is done, people will look at it oh. and keep breaking the windows. Um, I it, it, th- Let me just read go, this. Go in an anonymous urban environment with few or no other people around, social norms and monitoring are not clearly known. Individuals look for signals within the environment. As to social norms in the setting and the risk of getting caught violating those norms. One of these signals is the area's general appearance. Under the broken windows theory, an ordered and clean environment, one that is maintained, sends the signal that the area is monitored and that criminal behavior is not tolerated. Conversely, a disordered environment, one that is not maintained... Broken windows, graffiti, excessive litter, etc. Sends a signal that the area is not monitored and that criminal behavior has little risk of detection. Yeah, that that makes absolute sense. Yeah, and that that just kind of stuck out in my mind just because Rick mentioned that. Oh, did he? When he was talking to... Jesse, yeah. When he was talking to Jesse, he was like, "Well, it's like the broken li- broken window theory." He was like, uh, "We got to fix this." But we also need to talk about Eugene. But before that, maybe we should talk about our sponsor for the listeners of the Walking Drunks. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free thirty-day <gasps> trial to give you an op. Yes. To give you an opportunity to check out their service. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from. If you don't even know what you want, go there, sign up at audibletrial.com slash walking drunks. Look for something that you might like. You can search by books, by category, whatever. Find something you like. Download it if you like it. Keep your audio or your Audible subscription. You'll get awesome. And you know books. what the great thing about it is, you can cancel any time. Yes, you can, but we don't no. want you. To. Well, I mean, we want you to sign up <laughs> and use our offer. Sure. One of my favorite books, actually, this is one that I got. I think back in uh, twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Uh, it is by one of the people who's the most closest to my heart. And it's not Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. going to guess Bob Odenkirk. Uh, it is John Taylor. And the title, the book okay. is called In the Pleasure Groove, Love, Death, and Duran Duran. Uh, it is both written and narrated by John Taylor of Duran Duran. I have met John Taylor many times. Uh, you know, I've gotten in, I, 
somewhat to know him. Uh, well, I know him more than he knows me. I should say that. That isn't that the same the, the same way. But I mean, I have seen um, Duran Duran on tour many, many dozens of times. I've I've gotten to know him, Simon Lebon and Nick Rhodes, uh, very well. Uh, I've known them for years. But anyways, I l- absolutely love the story. And even if you don't are not interested in Duran Duran as a pop group. If you care anything about the music industry or are interested in, in how it really performs in the um, uh, late 70s up until the mid-90s, this is such a great story. Also, I, I've mentioned this before on another podcast I do, that this is a really great self-help book because he really hit rock bottom. Uh, he was, you know, I, I'm surprised that these guys are still alive. With all of the drugs they were consuming, they they found a way to get past that. And that's what the story is about. Again, that's In the Pleasure Groove, Love, Death, and Duran Duran by John Taylor. Oh, right on. There's a similar book that I uh, listened, actually listened to on the way to Dragon Con from Audible. Um, it's called Mustaine uh, Heavy Metal Memoirs, written by the uh, lead singer and guitar player for Megadeth, who also helped form Metallica. Awesome. It, which you know, it, it talks about. They talk about drugs, yeah. all this kind of shit. Um, I mean, he he's died several times from drugs. Um, his sense came up, you know, still doing Megadeth, you know, still rocking out. Describes his life up to that point, and you know, basically he should be dead, but he's not. Another great read. Pick a book. Yeah, pick a category. Doesn't have to be one. Find of something ours. you like. Listen to it. No, it's going to be awesome. They have over 150,000 titles that you can choose from. And again, it's so lovely to have someone read something to you. But uh, you can, all of these you can access on your PC, your iPhone, your Android, or a Kindle device. So, Ryan, can we please talk about the hero that is Eugene? Oh, we can talk about Eugene. What did you think about Eugene? I, I, I mean, this, I think this was. Eugene shined so well. He really did. He turned into basically, like you said, a hero. Um, you know, we see him walking into this. Like he no, didn't want to go on the run to begin with. The entire way, he was he he complained the whole time. He's like, I can't go. I can't do this stuff. You know. The, this is what you need. He he was showing him the the thingy, whatever it was, uh, some kind of uh, power inverter from solar power. He's like, nope, they're all like this. You you'll find them there, and they're like, well, no, yeah. you need to go. So he goes, and then at one point, you know, he's he's walking outside of the building and talking to Tara, and uh, basically he admits, and she's like, so what? You're a coward, and he's like. Yeah, I'm yeah. a coward. He's like, that's basically what I've been telling you. And then uh, he kind of talks about, he's like, well, you know, but if it wasn't for me, you guys would have went to D.C. and all this stuff, you know, because I knew it was the best place to go. And uh, then basically they go into this warehouse and uh, they find the parts mm-hmm. they're looking for for the uh, solar power stuff. And then... Shit hits the fucking fan because Aiden decides that he's going to shoot a walker 
that has fucking grenades. Full He's armor. A, it's an army guy. Covered, and, so the guy couldn't bite him. Yeah. Yeah. And he decides to yeah, keep shooting the guy. Don't. And Glenn is like, no, yeah. no, don't shoot him. They're, it's going to blow up. No. He keeps shooting him. The grenade blows up. Everyone, of course, gets blown up, caught in the explosion. Yeah, yeah. So and we don't then, know. We don't know if Tyra is going to die, but obviously she was hurt by that. Ex- Tara, right? Tara. We don't yeah. know if Tara's going to g- g- die uh, from. She better not. She's my mm. other girlfriend. I mean, if I don't have another girlfriend mm. from the show, I, I really don't have a reason to watch. I mean, I already lost. We uh, know what you lost, Emily and, and our our thought, our no, thought. I, I lost Emily. Our, I lost. Our thoughts Beth. are still with you until the the end of the season. Well, thank you. And then after that, you have to yeah. move on. <laughs> well, you know, there's other fish in the sea, yeah. but so, man, was yeah, she a good? Yeah, there were a lot of mistakes there, but um, but Eugene, at the very end, damn man. I, I, you know, I, I, and honestly, I can't, I wanted to say this myself, but I know everybody watches The Talking Dead, and they talked about it on that show where he obviously, like, really felt like he had to pull it together for Tyra, pick her up, get her to the van, get her to safety, and start shooting zombies and doing, sure, and he wouldn't have done it otherwise, uh, but he, no, I think, and, you know, that was the person that he was talking to when he told her, mm-hmm. you know, when they were outside. He was like, well, I'm a coward. And, like, Tara has, like, become his friend. And they're talking. He's like, no, I'm a coward. I, I can't I can't do this And she's always the and one that's there to she gets him, you know? Exactly. And so, basically, it flips, and she gets mm-hmm. knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and he's like, man... Everyone, he was like, go take care of everything out there. He was like, I will protect her. He was like, I give you my word. And I can't remember his exact words, but it was in Eugene's words. Um, like, I will not let anything happen to this girl right now. You know, with well, the, I, I, mean, I don't remember that conversation, but that, right those were, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what was cool is uh, when you see him coming out of the room, he kind of peeks his head out. And you're like. What's he gonna do? He's he's just gonna fucking go back in the room and wait for everyone else. Oh hell no! He grabs Tara, throws her over his shoulder, walks out of the room, has his gun, shoots a walker, gets into the fucking van, and goes off with Tara. Yep, and and not only that, he shows up at the very end uh, when uh, Noah. God, we fucking lost Noah. It was horrible. Fucking horrible. I really like that character. I really, really wanted... And that was, uh, what was what was that guy's name that fucked it up? It was Nick, right? Because there was Aiden, yeah, Nick, and Nick, there was Nick the was other, the other brother. Um, Nick, okay. He chickened, he yeah, chickened he shit out, and he was supposed s- to hold on to the door. He didn't, and... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he decided, like, yeah, oh, I'm going to yeah. get out of here. And he tried. So that, and that allowed the other eaten. end of the door to open for the the walkers to grab um, Noah. And you know, for a moment there, I hoped that maybe they could sever his leg and he would be fine. But you know what was sad is that oh my god, I've got a bitch about this. I was totally spoiled. Somebody tweet 
somebody tweeted me before I even got the chance to watch the fucking episode and said they got Noah. Okay, so here's my question to you, Ryan, since you weren't spoiled, is mm-hmm. do you think that as you were watching it and he was being pulled because he was holding on to Glenn and he says, don't let go, you know, and then they talked about that in The Talking Dead. But did you think at that moment, because when I watched it after knowing that Noah was going to die because it was spoiled, um, I thought, uh-huh. you know what? I bet right here I thought that Glenn was not going to let go. They could chew off his leg and he could be a Herschel, you know, or whatever. I mean, he was already, he already had a limp. No, I thought it, I thought at that point, I'm like, no, Noah's dead. It, it this, this no is going to happen. Noah should have stuck around. He's such a... And it, yeah. I'm, I'm going to miss Noah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, you know, I knew it was going to happen uh, once I saw it, you know, starting to take place. And then uh, Glenn basically watched it happen, you know, and watched him get... Oh, we all eaten, watched it. And guess, yeah, you're by right. The, by the walkers. Hell, yeah, we that all That was very, we all very it. disturbing. Um, it was horrible. You know what? I don't know. What was more disturbing to you? Noah's death or... I mean, Noah's death obviously was disturbing because we care about him. But Aiden's death mm-hmm. was so horrible. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, like, it was horrible because, you know, I started thinking about it in my second viewing when he's impaled on these uh, whatever it is and he can't move and these walkers are eating him, but they're eating him from his intestines, which is obviously like what is known to be the most painful part of your body to have removed. So he's dying the most painful mm-hmm. death and they're not eating his head. Like the best thing that Glenn could have done for him is shot him in the head and then walked off because now what, what's going to happen to Aiden is Aiden's going to turn that. into a walker and he's, but he's going to be a walker that's stuck on this like device or whatever it is that he's impaled on. And mm-hmm. I thought, God damn, that's horrible. Yeah, it will. I mean, Aiden got fucked up. Um, but I mean, as when Aiden stuck and mm-hmm. impaled on the two or four things that he's impaled on, at one point Nick comes up to him and he was like, "Hey, you know, you know how this is." He's like, "We left them." Yeah, that's what we do. And, that's how we roll. Know, it was us. <laughs> it was us. Yeah. And then finally it comes out that Aiden and Nick yeah. left their other people mm-hmm. to get eaten mm-hmm. by walkers, which was interesting because it's like, oh, wait, so you guys are cowards. You back out and you basically run home to mommy when shit mm-hmm. hits the fan. Just you know, I would also fan. like to talk about uh, one final thing before we end um, the Carol and Rick uh, end of the story at the other side. Uh, but before we do that, I know we've got some feedback uh, and we I'm so I'm. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's a couple things I'd like to talk about before we go, but let's do our feedback. Okay, so I'm. But- Okay. Um, I'm so excited that we've got some feedback again from Sebastian Gonzalez, who created the most amazing album art that we have uh, currently. So, you know, when you see the Walking Drunks logo, that is all Sebastian Gonzalez. And if you would like your own album art, you can reach him by going to at S-E-B-G-O-N-Z on Twitter and hit him up. 
Um, you know, I asked him to do the album art for this and also for law, another podcast I do on Better Call Saul called Lawyer Up. And uh, I, I I just gave him kind of a basic idea. And I I mean, it was only hours. I, I wasn't, I don't even think it was 24 hours that he got back to me the very perfect album art for each show. So, um, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, he's amazing. Awesome. He's amazing. Um, and I think that Absolutely. those 24 hours was only because I said, take your time because, you know, you and I know him from creating t-shirts for, uh, another uh, group that we're involved in called the Diamond Club, which you know, Diamond, you know, Diamond Club is a uh, part of the show because it, it's in, it's in our closing credits. But Diamond Club is so yeah, right, yeah. Uh But uh, but oh my god, you know, somebody will come up with an idea, and then seconds he's got a shirt idea or a design idea. I mean, this guy mm-hmm. is so quick. And uh, anyways. So we want to do uh, Sebastian. Yeah, before let's do Charles. Sebastian first because there's a there's a lot more to kind of right. respond to uh, here, and and he's 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 okay. spot on and everything again, of course. But it but all right. It, let me know when you're ready, and I will play his. Feedback. All right. So again, if you want to reach out to him, he's Sebastian Gonzalez at S E B G O N Z on Twitter. Hey guys, Seb Gons here. Just giving some comments about this past week's episode of Walking Dead. I'm going to break it up into three sections. First part, the supply run. Man, was this thing doomed from the get-go. All uh, Aiden and Nicholas did the entire time was talk crap. Glenn popped so many holes in their plan from going into the building that it was obvious from from then on that they didn't know what they were really doing. Uh, However, up until this point, we have no reason to suspect that their lack of success has, has anything to do with the fact that they're complete and total amateurs. I mean, for all we know, they could have seriously been ambushed or not ambushed necessarily but you know surrounded by walkers and had issues maybe their teammates really did die um i think we can all agree though that after the after they discussed it when aiden was pinned down on the shelving that it was their fault but we can also all agree that it entirely was nicholas's fault that owen died i mean we were warned however that owen was probably going to be dying in this episode uh, as the van, I don't know if you noticed it, but as the van was leaving, uh, the music started playing and they had a shot of Owen and I think her name was Tara said, Hey, what's your story? And the music starts blaring. They show Owen and the music says, now you're going to die. Boom. That's foreshadowing son. Yeah. And it totally did the, like, it was like a punk band. Uh, music. Uh, it was like, nah, it, it was like dubstep die. type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. no, but uh, but absolutely, he that I picked up on it right away because I was spoiled that Noah was going to die, and it was obvious that it was Noah's music that he put in the van. Um, so God, I wish I I had a different kind of insight into that. All right, let let's roll with Seb Gons here. So uh, this run. <sighs> going to present problems for team rick uh while they did suffer their own losses and casualties deanna's son died also i mean aiden was deanna's son deanna is the i guess mayor of alexandria and what's nick gonna say yeah it was my fault i was totally being a douche and i did let him shoot the grenade sorry my bad no he's not gonna say that of course he's not he's gonna tell everyone that it was glenn or glenn's group that caused aiden to die he's not gonna be like hey 
you know, this happened before. We totally screwed up and got our people killed. He's not going to say that. He's totally going to blame it on Glenn and his group. Second part, Pete and Rick. Man, Carol sure has the physical abuse radar down. (laughs) She figured out that Pete is beating his wife without even seeing her, his wife, or even talking to her. It's actually quite impressive if you think about it. Yeah, she's had issues with this in the past. She probably can notice the signs, but it's still impressive. Yes, I said Carol was impressive. Get over it. You won't hear me say it again. Don't ask. (laughs) The problem is that Rick can't very well go out and kick the crap out of the town's only doctor. I mean, it's basically protected in this town the same way that the doctor was protected in the city, in the hospital. They need him. He's probably the only one who can do anything about any serious injuries probably deal with him you know he's a lazy alcoholic asshole because they know that he's the only one that actually can help people when they're hurt resolve this in my opinion it's going to have to either be taken care of by deanna or i mean if you want a bigger twist probably carol it'll use it as a way to get back her abusive douche nozzle husband and you know it'll kind of help her out a little bit rick's not gonna do it rick won't kill him unless he has to He hasn't killed anyone else without a reason, not that I can think of anyway, and he's not going to start now. He's too much of a, I guess, perfect, I guess, perfect protagonist or... Oh, the last part is Gabriel's confession. This guy, Gabriel needs to eat a bag of dicks. That's it. (laughs) That's all I got to say about him. That's pretty much my breakdown of this week's episode. (laughs) You know, things are going to come to a head really quickly here. I appreciate you guys letting me uh, talk about this. Let me be on the show. Keep up the good work. You guys are doing a great job. See ya. Right on. Thanks, Subgons. Oh, thank you so much, Sebastian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is so great words. I loved all of it. Um, oh gosh. I mean, maybe maybe we should move in and cl- close in with this uh, last part sure. of Carol. Because he, he, ta- he talked about that and the fact that she seemed to have this sort of um, radar with abuse. Mm-hmm. And so she, without seeing any bit of it, she thinks that Jesse is being abused or being hit by yes. Pete. And maybe so is the kid. Yeah, Sam. and of course she's because she, she's in there making cookies. You know, they're... And telling the kid, I'm not going to be your friend. Just oh, make man, the is Carol cookies. such a you bitch, know, like though? Holy shit. Well, she doesn't want to, but but you can kind of understand. She doesn't want to develop another relationship with the kid. That she's going to have to shoot in the back of well, the head. Well, sure, but man, was she being a bitch. Well, all right. So uh, we we've got some more feedback oh, before we, we finish up. Um, our great friend Charles had a few words to say. Let's hear what he had to say. If you have that queued up. Ahoy, you walking drunks. This is Charles. Um, sorry, I couldn't make it tonight, but uh, I want to talk about the ridiculous end of the episode. So I look forward to uh, the Rick and Carol court for like when Rick, uh, Nick comes back and they have to tell him, "Oh, uh, Nick, uh, Nick's cowardice got Noah killed." Well, Rick, you know there's only one way this can go. You have to kill him, and then and then the Sam thing's going to come out. Sam broke the owl. Well, Rick, you know there's only one way this can go. You're going to have to kill him, and then they're going to talk about Aiden. Aiden's responsible for the death of his uh, crew. Rick, you know, there's only one way this can go. You're going to have to kill him. But he's already dead. Doesn't matter. 
Um, so, yeah, I just thought the episode was uh, had a ridiculous ending. You had this really cool uh, Judas moment from Gabriel overlaid with this uh, really stupid scene. So, uh, whatever. Uh, hopefully it gets better. Mother dick! <laughs> Mother dick! I love it, Charles. Thank you so much. That's exactly just kind of how I feel about this now. Like, Mother Dick. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, Mother I mean, I guess dick. I'm just glad that they're not... Honestly, I'm just glad that they're not trapped in a place with some people who are in control. Because, I mean, they it seems like they're obviously the ones mm-hmm. in control, you know? And I think that that's the, where the story has turned, that now they've gone to being the ones that people have to fear instead of them having to fear people coming in. Um, so, okay, I like that. But um, to me, this show still needs to pick up a little bit, but uh, in, in regards to not copying what has happened in previous seasons, I think I think they're almost on their way back to that, but I don't know how much longer they can go. You know, and I know that there's going to be a spinoff with the Breaking Bad, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, with Walking Dead, at some point where we're going to get a whole different entire story. But I can't even imagine that story being so different than this one. Like, there's going to be so much repetition. I don't know how many, you know, so I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? What do you think of the long term here? I mean, we've got, like, I think two episodes. Yeah, like I think we have. Pretty much three, but one's going to be like a 90-minute yeah, episode. We have two episodes left. What do you think? How's this going to end? Because I know that next week there's a big focus on Daryl. Um, and he's got that bike. That's the only thing that we saw. Sure, Daryl finally bike. got a fucking bike, which he got from those yeah. two guys, which I can't remember their names right now. Right, yeah. Aaron and somebody. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I'd like to think that Rick and the group aren't going to have to take on the people of Alexandria, but at the same time, it's like I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to have to basically try to kill everyone in Alexandria and take over the compound and try to seize it for themselves. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's how the season's going to end is there's going to be an expectation that maybe Rick's people are going to take mm-hmm. over completely and they're they're really going to become the bad yeah. guys, but they're the bad guys that we we love. Yeah, and, and that's the that's want the to bad see. thing is that they're the bad guys that we love to hate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely going to pull on our heartstrings and make us feel torn. I mean, if they have, if if the show has any common sense, that's what they should do. Is if they want to make us feel more shocked and excited about where the show's going to go, I think that's exactly the direction they should go in. Is make us think, oh my God, can I really want these people to succeed over this community where? Like, maybe they're not all that bad. They're just naive. You know, um, I don't know. So, you know, we've got, what, two, two more, more episodes to go? Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, by the way, if you're listening or, you know, following us live or uh, maybe you catch the show later on iTunes or on Stitcher, uh, let us know what you think. Tell us where you think this show is going. 
we would absolutely love you you saw how we were so giddy over the voicemail messages we had uh, so in this episode but please tell us call call in and tell us uh you know what you thought about the show and we'll play it on the air unless you say don't and 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 bounce off of your ideas uh again if you want to leave us a voicemail you can do that at area code 505 750 1750 or 60 i'm sorry 17 i'll repeat that you can leave us a voicemail at area code 505 750 1760 again that's 505 750 1760 also you can leave us an email at uh, walkingdrunks at gmail.com and we're on twitter we watch that all the time so you can tweet us at walking drunks ryan where can people find you you can find me at about.me slash ryan alcott that's r-y-a-n-a-l-c-o-t-t and i am jackie heron you can reach me at jackie heron 81 i also do a podcast on uh better call Saul called lawyer up so if you're watching that you can follow that at lawyer up podcast on twitter um, also, you can go to lawyeruppodcast.com to get all of the details on how to find that. And uh, oh, one last thing I have to plug, uh, House of Cards. I do a podcast on House of Cards. So if you're watching Season 3 and you want to get into that, I do a podcast for the British Tech Network. So you can go to britishtechnetwork.com and um, we do a fan cast on that as well. So... Hey, nobody <laughs> does. I know. Nobody judges here. I know, I know you. You I worked did. at a winery. It's still Merlot. How many times at the winery did you see well, Bill Cosby? I didn't see him so many times as I got wiped my memory out and then fucked me in the butt. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>